Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Global Cross Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, follow, or share. Or you can check out clovercrestmedia.com where we have many more podcasts like Keys to the City or like we had Eighth and On from this past Friday, Greek's Gridiron Sports Podcast. You got murder mysteries. You got documentaries. You have all of that all on clovercrestmedia.com. So check it out, follow it, like it, subscribe to it, or share it. To any people that are more interested in in podcast all around or who wants to get in to this field of work. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back and it is time to recap Super Bowl 56. We had the past two weeks, the hoopla, the the previews, the the picks, the X factors, the matchups, all that finally came down to it on Sunday. And all I got to say is how this way, how this season started how this season ended it couldn't have ended in a more hollywood ending and i know it sounds so cliche because we were in la we were that's where super bowl 56 was but it felt like how this season played out for the entire from start to finish was just storybook and was just a hollywood ending ted your thoughts your takeaways quick then we'll get into some questions what is our thought process of matthew stafford ted is aaron donald the best defensive player since Reggie White since LT. I know people have been going a little absurd as to saying he might be the greatest of all time, but we'll get into that. And finally, maybe how we're going to start the show, and if you all tell you that, that last question in a brief sec. Ted, your takeaways from this past Sunday's epic and most unexpected matchup in Super Bowl history, but ended up becoming, well, a pretty damn good football game. Hey, is that uh, my sweater? Did you take that sweater back down? This is actually mine, bro. This is mine. I'm telling you. You're the one that had it. See, I don't need a lot of hoodies like this down here in Florida right now. It's Sometimes I wear them, sometimes I don't. But most of the time, I'm wearing what you're wearing. T-shirt, palm trees, and and you're wearing sometimes, most of the time right now, this type of material. So, yes. I was was wondering. It's a comfortable. uh, No, it is. Dude, this is my hoodie. You took that back. This is my hoodie. Are you upset that I have your hoodie? Or were you more upset that the Cincinnati Bengals didn't pull off the miraculous run? No. I no. Listen, I, I told you before the show, I wish I had the the dialogue that we had at on Friday's show uh, when I was up in Boston, uh, just talking about what my prediction was and, and what I thought would really happen. Listen, the Bengals were playing with house money. It's it's a great story. I think a lot of people were rooting for them. The crowd, I think they said it was almost 60-40, Bengals crowd to Rams crowd. Yep. I think the 40% of Rams crowd was more just celebrities and hoopla and, you know, for the halftime show and just people because they're famous and they want to spend their money and show their face. Of course. It's a great Super Bowl. I believe there was it was the highest rated Super Bowl and the highest rated television show in the past five seasons, which is good. Um, the NFL Super Bowl this year was up 4% from last year. So that means people were excited. Now, listen, you could some people could say because of the halftime show, Eminem, 50 cent, 75 cent, a dollar, whatever. Dr. Dre looked good. Snoop, everything was good. We're going to have somebody join us. 
Oh, and then decides to join us. Joseph McGuire, sorry. And we wanted to start. We wanted to start. You were, running Joey, little, you, you were running a little late, so we started without you. But this No, is I'm fine with that. I didn't, honest oh, to you're God. Not, you're not going to complain like Ted did the other time? Oh, no, man. of course at not. not I, at least you're not. Honestly, I didn't even know you guys were alive right now. I was just jumping in. I was going to be like, hey, what time are we starting? No, no, but I was making a shot. We're in. I was breaking his chops about the sweater. I was like, oh, that used to be in my closet. Now it's down there. But that's okay. Doesn't matter. Then it was just, I was just kind of talking like, listen, the Super Bowl ratings were really high. I don't know if you heard, Joe. It was the highest rated Super Bowl in the past five seasons. Um, it was four up 4% from last year. What did it say? Over 110 million. I have the numbers. So for the people that want to say that football, that I'm not going to watch football anymore and that, that whole group. Well, here's the thing. Super Bowl game is a lot more than a football game. Though, Hold on. But this is, showing everything this is the stats that you want to know. 112.3 million viewers to rank it as the most watched show in the past five years. So if anybody wants to say football is I'm not going to watch football, that's fine. It's still going to be the number but, one ranked show. Yeah, but, you know, matter. COVID's almost over. Joe, are you giving breaking news right now? Do you know something that we don't know, that COVID is finally ending after two years? All right, no. well, enough of this. No, <laughs> I'm not all jokes aside, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you guys are, are really paying attention here, but the, the, it, we are slowly going to have to start, uh, and they're saying it in every state, even the blue ones. I know that'll shock some people, but uh, <laughs> they're lifting restrictions here in Connecticut at the end of the month. And you're seeing that uh, all over the country. And uh, we got to just start, you know, it's we're at a point where we're actually in a good spot. Ted, yeah, as, the as hospitalizations little, drop again, uh, which is like where we're say, trending. Ted, listen, anything get back to normal. Well, they, listen, I've, they, I've been living the normal life, but for the other world, the rest of the world, to have everyone back to normal where there's no like, hey, I don't know, I can't, Matt. Well, let's just say this. Listen, this is just good to see things back. This is this has lasted just long enough that I've been able to transition to fully work from home, whether there's a pandemic or not. So we're good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You listen, the country's in in. Let's let's ask. Let's be a serious question right here. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Is hold on, Ted. Since the pandemic should be coming to an end, are you going to shave your head? Because the last time you had, you didn't have this set of hair and a beard. (laughs) I have. I actually trimmed my beard up a little bit the other day. Yeah, I just told my wife I broke her the bad news. Like the hair's got to. The hair needs her number. Him and Donald Greco because Greco finished last place in their standing state. Breaking news: Joe Aguirre will be getting rid of that. My wife is screaming from upstairs right now. Yelling no. So no, let's get no. Trev, hold on. Donald on, Greco too, has to cut his hair too. So Joe, Take the question into, was Trev, Trev just kind of you know we're so all over the place. What else is new? Um, usually everybody does it. What's the matter? We got to be to follow the script sometimes. Well, you know that's what Joe taught us. Remember, there was a piece of paper. You had a headline. You had intro. You go with questions. You build. You build something. That was up. four years ago, Joe Aguirre. This is a different Joe. Aguirre. Okay. So well, what that be? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Dan. Listen. No, I was gonna say. Listen, Teddy. By by all accounts, you know, here's the whole thing, and this is actually what I did tell you. When when you get started, I think the number one thing you need to do on a show because you could talk about other stuff. Mm-hmm. You you have to establish yourself, and I here's the I always say this: you're gonna talk about sports, do a sports show. You want knock me out with some sports off the top. Tell me how highly rated the Super Bowl was. Then we can BS a little bit, and then we can get into the actual sports. Because here's the thing: I don't know if you guys have seen, but the Olympics ratings are in the toilet. No yeah. one's watching the Olympics. I mean, after 30 years of the gold medal winners constantly popping for steroids, we've decided that collectively 
We're not interested as a group anymore. Yeah, I just I don't know if it's because it's in China. There's no fans. The timing. Listen, I've been watching. I saw USA men last night beat the Swiss and curling, so they advanced. The men hockey team plays tonight. They were three and zero in their uh, Class A bracket. They're the number one seed. They beat Canada. Uh, which let me, let me, let me ask you hold a question, on, guys. hold All on. Right. They're on at eleven o'clock tonight. Tomorrow, the U- the USA women play Canada at eleven fifteen for the gold medal. If you're interested, but with that being said, Trev was asking the question. What do we? I have about? a I have a question actually for you guys. That going off yeah. of what Joe just said about a script. The script is, and I want I want to get in because we talked about this last Vernon, week. Actually, Vernon Hargrave shouldn't have a job the next day. He, his I would have put him. On the bus on the way home, right after he did oh that. Oh my god, that was awful. That was awful. So one of the more idiotic moments of Super Bowl history. But you were just talking about a script, Joe, and we talked about this question last week, a week ago, on our True or False part of the Super Bowl edition. It's about the well, all we've ever heard is the script is let's go through the draft, let's build through the draft, let's look. This is how we get to the Super Bowl. This is how we win championships. That's been the script for the ongoing process that's what it's been for the nfl the ongoing nfl it's recently the past two years it's funny it started with the tampa bay buccaneers hosting the opening season they won a championship last year the la rams are going to be doing it again this year they're going to be opening up in sofi stadium as super bowl champs and when the 2022 2023 season starts they'll be hosting the first game of the season so the script has always been built through the draft. Well, with the past two seasons, guys, maybe that's not always been uh, – maybe that's not the script moving forward for the sense of teams, is, team that, is, teams that are on the cusp. It is the safe, conservative route to take. It's what you do when you're building long term. Yeah, only the, about the, five teams should do this, and about right, twenty six of them is, should not. I, I think this is, you know, here's the thing, and Teddy, you you understand this because you're older, like me. Trades don't happen in the NFL. Trades in the NFL happen a ton. Okay, wow. compared mm-hmm. compared to the eighties and nineties, even the nineties, there are a ton of trades in the NFL. That was never a thing. That never happened. That wasn't even a concept, okay? I mean, and, and don't forget, I mean, free agency is something that's only developed within my lifetime, okay? So even that's kind of a newer concept, this idea that, you know, that's why there used to be 14 rounds of the draft. I mean, you had to literally build your entire team with college players. That's not how it works anymore. If you're the Bucks and the Rams, if you're the Browns, I mean, the Browns are like, hmm, let's take a look at this team. This crappy quarterback's got to go, a, Ma- a Matthew Stafford type might be the difference maker. That's when you go for it. And then you add a Von Miller and an OBJ where you can because, hey, why not? So you got to be close. You got to be the Buccaneers a couple years ago. Got all these great pieces and a piece of crap quarterback in Jameis Winston. Get him out of there. Go get a goat. See what happens. So there is a way to build. You have to have you have to have the right setup. Get have all the right people. These two teams are are exceptions to the rule. I don't know that this is going to be the formula, but again, that said, just this morning, I did trade Derek Carr for Justin Wilson and a number two pick because I need a starting quarterback. Who's Justin Wilson? Justin, well, you know who I'm talking about. Justin Fields? Who the I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking. He's on a roll. Let him go. I'm looking for an established quarterback on my fantasy team. Right? right, and it's not gonna be it's not gonna be Wilson. I got Trevor Lawrence sitting there on the roster. 
I think he's still another year away from seeing any kind of success in the NFL. So, yeah, I'm burning draft picks. I'm moving picks. I'm moving young guys. I know what Derek Carr can bring. Not a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. But that's the guy that's going to give you about 4,000 yards, 25, 30 touchdowns. I'll take it. So, again, I'm looking for the sure thing. A lot of guys in my league, like most of the NFL, they want the draft picks. But, you know, we see time and time again where guys don't pan out. I mean, think about, what, hey, 2002, you and your buddies, and you were like, dude, I want Cutler number one. I hope you got him. You know? I hope you got Jay Cutler number one that year. How'd that pan out? You know? It, it's, it's no sure thing. I think where you can go out and get a proven veteran who's still in his prime, uh, who doesn't cost a fortune, it makes a sense to go that route. It's a proven commodity as opposed to you don't know if you could get a superstar in college, put him in the wrong system, Teddy. He's not going to perform. Well, see, here's the thing. So we asked this question last week because I was getting into the overview of the game and everything, and I said, Joe, if, if we had my – prediction from last week it was almost spot on i just had the score wrong i said matthew stafford's going to lead the team at the end of the drive and then donald will probably close it out like the 49ers and then win by a touch and i said like 30 to 23 they won by 3 23 20 whatever we'll get into the game a little bit with that being said we've seen teams do this the saints had did it the last three or four seasons with drew Brees. they did it they that's why they're in the sour cap situation that they were but they were going all in every year with drew Brees. here's the biggest thing if you are going to go up you have to have a couple good things. One, you have to have a smart GM. And when I say, and, and everyone's a smart GM, but I mean, you have to be really creative. You have to be know when and where to pick your spots of who you're trading for, what mm -hmm. you're giving up. Yeah. And know, then you also have to have, and I'll say this with the last two teams, what I noticed, you have to have a strong base. And when I say that, you have to have a strong locker room or coaching staff. Strong core. The, the, so here's the thing. The Buccaneers, right, they had all the talent. Yeah. What they didn't have – that leadership was a, was a true leader. And with Tom Brady's respect, everyone respects him. Don't have to like him, but they respect him, bro. And when he speaks, it's like, God, they you listen to him because you they listen. know. Now, Bruce Arians is a very vocal coach, is well-respected. So you have that base, right? Now look at the Rams. You got a guy like Sean McVay. Players like. They really respect Sean McVay. You could see it. But then when you see, well, I was watching the postgame stuff, Aaron Donald, a lot of these guys, they're the Rams guys, they're not very outspoken. They're kind of really quiet leaders, and they just lead, and there's such a respect. Because even Von Miller was talking about Aaron Donald, like, and Aaron Donald was talking about, he, like, he don't care if he gets his, as long as his team gets the win. And that's something, like, if you're a team, you have to have a good base. So you have to have a good locker room. Now, you would say, like, the Cowboys should go all in, right? But do they have the base? Do they have the coach that's respected? Do they have the leaders on that team? Where do, you do they a, have the right culture? You bring, hold on. You bring a guy in, a superstar, or you bring – it's not going to throw the dynamic of the locker room off, all right? That's the biggest – Matthew Stafford coming to the Rams was not a big e – the biggest ego guy that they brought in was maybe Jalen Ramsey. I mean, Beckham too, but Beckham understood what he was getting himself into. It was a one-year deal. He was trying to prove it. He – I mean, all these guys like Ramsey and Beckham that you want to talk crap about – they just kind of followed the lead, and they just went step by step. Never really yeah. heard a lot about Jalen Ramsey. Never really heard his mouth. Like he just kind of just played the game. Like there was never any big mouths on. But the that's team. the difference between Jacksonville and, and LA, the yeah. locker room and the foundation. Now, with if you want to look at a couple teams, who's a, a couple teams that really need to go all in? That's the question. Like Green Bay has not gone all in, and 
they're in the position they are in. The Saints went all in every time with Drew Brees. It just they didn't. He wasn't good enough. I don't think. Yeah, they made every move possible. They traded up in the draft. They gave up draft picks. They paid guys. I think their weak point was right. Meanwhile, the Packers were like that time was Drew Brees. The Packers were like, we should draft for the future. To get Jordan Love now while we got time. Here's here's what I'll say. I have a picture, and I sent you guys in the thing. The Rams traded Jared Goff, a 2021 third pick, 22 first-round pick, 22 second-round pick, 22 third-round pick, 23 first-round pick. What did the Rams receive? Matthew Stafford, Von Miller, and a Super Bowl ring. Mm. Guess what? I don't care about those draft picks. That Super Bowl ring. I mean, the Giants were riding that sailboat for years. And then it got to a point where eventually you go back, but who cares five years down the road that you can ride that and you can, and guys want to win and, and they see what you build there. It's something special. The I, Rams have something special there. Tampa Bay had something. I think if Brady came back next year, they should be one of the front runners. I think they still have on that team. I think the past Dude, the Buccaneers years, are, are, are a, an elite quarterback away from being in a I, Super Bowl. Next I think year. here's, here's my thing. My two stories about these Bucks and Rams how they went all in. I mean, the Bucs, we always talked about it. They they had the talent. They had some of the greater, greater talent in the NFL. They just had that maturity that they were missing, and they got the leadership. The Rams were different. The Rams had the maturity. They had all the leadership. It was just they were missing the quarterback. We, we ultimately figured out now that Matthew Stafford, like we've been talking about all year, but it was always a question mark next to it. Was Matthew Stafford the right – was the right – was the missing piece? I guess we can answer that question that Matthew Stafford was the missing piece for the LA Rams to winning a Super Bowl. It happened on Sunday, and you just look at teams like we were just talking, a couple teams, Denver Broncos. You're right there. You're in a division that you're not going to win if you don't have a quarterback. You got to deal with Justin Herbert. You got to deal with Mahomes. You got to deal with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is probably the worst of the three, and he's a, he's a top 12 quarterback in the league. The Eagles, another team, knowing that the NFC could be wide open next season without with maybe the without Russell Wilson, without Aaron Rodgers, without Tom Brady, that's going to be a wide open NFC. So a team like the Eagles go all in. A team like the Titans should be looking into options. Maybe a team like the Vikings as well, where that's wide open. Some teams you have to make this move because you've seen the past sure. two years. Yeah, the draft works. Don't get me wrong. The Bengals. How they drafted, and they that, that these next seven rounds should be very simple. Go get offensive line and get secondary help. Plain and simple for making this team get a, a chance at a repeat. My thing is, is that you see these teams that are on the cusp. Are they willing to go trade their draft picks like the Eagles trade their first three round picks for a guy like Russell Wilson, for a guy like Deshaun Watson, a guy like Aaron Rodgers? Or a guy like maybe Kyler Murray, yeah, I'm I'm taking that chance because of the past two seasons, what we've seen in general. The all they this all in approach. Can you imagine Russell Wilson on the imagine Russell Wilson going to Tampa Bay. How the Bucks looking next year? I mean, with the with the with the missing pieces that they could lose Godwin, they could lose Adamakin Sue. I mean, Brady's gonna, but they still, if they could get, they a could also go like, out there and they could also um, and and have well, they're interested shown a in propensity Russell. lately to go out there and replace those guys. Well, what I saw last week, they were in, they're interested in Russ and Deshaun Watson. So those are two quarterbacks that if you do go trade for those guys, whatever draft picks you have, yes, you go all in because you're still in that tier of. We got a chance to win another Super Bowl. Yeah, Brady might not be here, but we still have a chance to win another Super Bowl. I think the teams on the cusp should take a pager out of the
the Bucks and Rams because it's worked for them. Why can it not work for you guys? Sure. How about the Titans? I mean, the, the Titans could certainly use a, a real yes. impact defensive player that they could maybe acquire through free agency. But yeah, you've got a great team there. Maybe yep. you add a third receiver to the to the Julio Jones, A.J. Brown show. Yeah, I, full... I saw that. I saw that, that they were interested in getting another receiver. Is that because the Julio thing or like I don't, I'm surprised they want to go after another? No, receiver. talking about just quarterback. him. No, you know what it is, and and again, I think you you really saw after the OBJ injury. You know, we talked about those wide receivers for the Rams, and it, it, it you you look at their roster at the end of the day. You look at all the names down there, and you're like, that's some depth. Mm-hmm. But when they when the game was happening, you didn't feel like there was a lot of depth at Rams wide receiver, and it's a couple of drops. You you lose faith in guys that can't make plays. We all thought maybe Van Jefferson would ha- would have a a big moment or play a bigger role in this game after the OBJ injury, especially. Why not? Nothing. So, you know, again, uh, some sometimes sometimes it's not just enough to have a Darius Slate and be like, well, I mean, he had almost a thousand yards. He's great. Well, is he? Or was it more opportunity came up and he made some plays? Because when push came to shove, uh, that guy. Guy wasn't that great, so mm-hmm. yeah, That's I think it makes all the makes all the sense in the world. Tennessee, they should go all in. Whether Tennessee. that means replacing Tannehill with a with one of these guys, a yep. Watson or a Russell or somebody, or getting him another weapon, but they need an impact player on defense in Tennessee if they really want to be serious. That's what mm-hmm. they really need to, to to turn the tide of a game. A playmaker. Good. No, nah, I was gonna say I better hurry up and get all my words in before my wife, my internet just decides not to work. Uh, for no, you guys always, yo, know, you guys always. No, I'm, I'm ready. Mine's to been snack. great. Yours always works for everybody else, but uh, Joe's. Joe's is like, oh, the keys Dude, boys are I don't know if it's the computer, the internet. I mean, I Xfinity. You stink. Okay. Oh, we're we yeah, 170 dollars for a thousand megabytes for it to be crap. Yeah, I know. We, we have the same, right through we the same issue going down in Florida, too. I'm just I'm Love so it. aggravated. Okay. <laughs> Overall, Super Bowl was good. All right. Like I said to you before, I thought the defensive line of the Rams would take over. But you were getting to a point before I got cut off. Matthew Stafford on that no-look pass, Jared Goff doesn't make that throw. He doesn't wow. fit that window. He doesn't oh, have the cojones to make that throw. Listen, Stafford wasn't great. All right? Stafford was not great. But he was great or – he was efficient and good. I feel like great, good. He was good when he needed to be. Plain and simple. I don't need to make up words and try to be smart. He was good when, when he needed to, to deliver. He was efficient. Deliver. He was not good. All right. You could say he was part of the reason he had three game-winning drives. That also means they were losing. You know, you could say that the Rams are somewhat lucky to be Super Bowl champions. But you know what? Go through every Super Bowl champion. Even you think about the Giants Super Bowls, Keem Nix is Hail Mary. I feel like that was the only reason why the Giants won that Green Bay game, and that, or they don't win that. I mean, you have to be lucky. I mean, the Giants, if you remember the NFC Championship, that guy fumbles the punt return. We get the ball right there at the 30-yard line. We run three plays. We kick a field goal. We go to the Super Bowl. You have to be lucky sometimes. If, excuse me, if the free safety from San Francisco picks the ball off, Rams are not even probably in the Super Bowl, okay? You know, if the Bengals, who were such a dynamic offense, 
score a touchdown on one of those two possessions where they kick the field goal, they win the game. See, I thought the turning point, Joe, and I'll get we can get to the Stafford thing was they scored, they picked off Stafford, and they got the ball within the 30. They never scored a touchdown. They score a touchdown, they go up 24-13. They can change the whole dynamic of the game. Them only kicking the field goal really kept and we talked Trev, we've talked about this with multiple teams. Got to score touchdowns when you get the opportunity, especially in a short field like that. He didn't play great. He had two picks. One wasn't really his fault. No, but I'll, one I'll, was I'll the deep throw, which would probably have been Beckham. I, I I had no problem with that one because here's the thing: you can get pass interference. Something could happen. They it was third and third and fourteen or third and seventeen at the time. You're gonna punt it anyways if you don't get it. Who cares? They got the ball in the twenty, and I believe on the play there was a personal foul, which means they got the ball in half the distance to go, which they started the possession at the ten. So it, that didn't bother me. Stafford played really good, all right? The the thing that I started in the preseason was I knew he always had the talent, right? I always – you could see the talent. You don't have to be a, a aficionado, a sport, a football aficionado to understand that the guy had talent. He had mobility in the pocket. He had a, a dynamic arm and one of the best arms, right? He was prone for the mistake, but he was prone for the big play, right? You take the big play and you live with the mistake. Hopefully it doesn't cost you, and it didn't cost him. Even though he led the league with picks with 17 – he still he had the game-winning drives. He had you know, 35, 40-plus touchdowns and 4,800 yards passing. So you live with it. And the, and, the, and the reason why they won the Super Bowl is Stafford, but mostly that defense line when they needed to. What's our thought process on Stafford? Like I said last week, he's not a Hall of Famer yet. He has never been, he's been to one Pro Bowl. He's never been an All-Pro. He's never been one of the three best quarterbacks in the league ever. He's never – and, you know, like he's never been looked, he's never, you know, all pro, you know, all the quarterback dynamic awards, all the stuff that Joe, you were talking about. He's never been in the top three. He's never won one. He's, they believe he's only been to one pro bowl. They were saying, yeah, listen, we have to look at this in a bigger picture. You know, we, we, we get caught up in the situation where everything seems to be right now, yesterday and tomorrow. Well, we're going to look back at guys and you're going to be like, oh my God, Matt Ryan had 70,000 yards passing. Is he really a Hall of Famer? Matthew Stafford has 70,000 yards passing. Is he a Hall of Famer? you got to understand the league. Everyone throws for 4,000 yards. I said last week, Troy Aikman has 32,000 yards career passing. His best season was like 3,400. you got to understand the errors and the thing that they're playing in. you got to no, look no, at no. that era. It says, is Matthew Stafford one of the five best quarterbacks in that era? Era. He's going to have to be – here's the thing. He has to be compared to the Philip Rivers. He has to compare to the Eli Mannings, the Ben Roethlisberger's, the Matt Ryans, the Drew Brees. He's in that era. He's been there long enough. We question Eli Manning, but Eli Manning has more passing touchdowns, has more wins, and has two Super Bowls with Super Bowl MVPs. Now, Eli was never a top-five quarterback in the league. But if you question him and you think Matthew Stafford's an automatic first ballot Hall of Famer, then I want to know where your resume is at and, and prove to me – where he's better. You could say he's got a better arm and all this other stuff, but to, where's the record, right? I mean, we've seen guys in baseball put up dynamic numbers, but right. Derek Jeter, Super Bowls, what do you do in the biggest games? Were you the best player? Derek Jeter, Eli Manning, they proved to be the best players in the most dynamic games. Yeah, they played awful during the regular season, but where were they the most dynamic, all right? And Eli Manning was Big Ben. If you're going to put Phil Rivers in Big Ben, then Eli's in, and, you know, Matthew Stafford. Let's see another five years. He's only 33. Play five more years. Let's win 10, 12, 15 games the next couple of years. Maybe he gets back to another Super Bowl. Maybe he doesn't. But I'd like to see more than three playoff wins to start considering guys a first battle Hall of Famer, or we might as well start putting everyone in right now because that's – because, I mean, are we in the participation trophy era? 
I love what Richard Sherman told, said, Joe. I don't yeah, know if he saw. I was just going to say, go ahead, Trev. Richard Sherman, Joe, and I'll get you right off the off of this, based off of this. So Richard Sherman chimed in on this whole Matthew Stafford because all of a sudden I guess Matthew Stafford is a first ballot Hall of Famer now. But two weeks ago we were talking about, yeah, he will if he continues his consistency. Absolutely, if he can win another Super Bowl and he can continue to win more games, yes, absolutely. The stats will prove that he's he's a, he would be considered a Hall of Famer. Richard Sherman chimed in on this because everybody's making a big deal about it. No all-decade team, no all-pro, no MVP, one Pro Bowl, not even considered, not even the MVP of the Super Bowl, never considered the best player in his in any year. The only award he's ever won was a 2011 Comeback Player of the Year. So I 100% agree with Richard Sherman, Joe. Joe, uh, Joe and I'll cut you off for one second. I think even Stephen A. Smith said, let's talk about Jim Plunkett, all right? He's got two Super Bowls. I mean, you're talking about. I know, and I know Joe brought that up last week too. I know Jim that's Plunkett, the way I'm saying that. Jim Plunkett should be in the Hall of Fame. Let me tell you who else is not a Hall of Famer currently. Uh, young fella in Kansas City named Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he if he <laughs> retired tomorrow, he's not going to Canton. I believe he does. No, I I would say he doesn't unless he was tragically killed somehow. His career would be considered too short. Okay, he hasn't played long enough. And he only won one Super Bowl. And if and if and if that's supposed to be anything, then that would matter. See, I've been saying this for the last couple of years as far as Mahomes is concerned. Is he on his way? Oh God, without a doubt. Without a doubt. But is he there today? No. He's got a lot of work to do still. He's and on the front assume, step. Joe, he's on yeah. the front step, walking his way. Absolutely, up. dude. He the the path is clear. He's on his way. He's got to do that for at least five, six, seven more years. Before we could seriously be like, well, yeah, definitely. Let's see how it plays out. Remember Robert Griffin? He was super good. I think some people thought that kid had that kind of talent. A year later, he was out of the NFL. Here's a Injury, question. Is mind Andrew you, Walker but- Hall of Famer? Is Andrew Walker Hall of Famer? And we look at him as one of the five best quarterbacks. Because he was one of the best quarterbacks. He didn't win no MVPs and win no Super Bowls. But I'm just right. saying, short career. Listen, he'll probably get in Matthew Stafford. I just hate, and Trevor, we've talked about this. I just hate how we annoy, like, he's the next LeBron James. Did he play 20 years? Does he have 30,000 points and 10,000? Well, that's the problem with sports nowadays, Joe, is that we, even we see it in baseball now. Oh, Mike Trout. I mean, I don't know if you saw the rankings this past a couple of weeks ago of uh, the top 100, 100 players in baseball. Players they, had, they had Mike Trout at 15. Guy that's never been to World Series, guy that's never won MVPs, has been the best player in baseball since coming to the league. I get that. But to say he's the top 15 player of all time in baseball and a sport that's been going, he's been in three, three Super, Bowls. Super Bowls. Did they have two a Super Bowl? I'm not no, aware he's only, of. He's only, he's only been to two Super Bowls. And, right? Yeah, Tap the brakes, people. Again, you're giving the guy credit for Super Bowls he wasn't even in. You remember him losing a Super Bowl? What are you talking about? No, yeah. going to a Super Bowl doesn't make you a, a, a Hall of Famer. Winning one, Doug Williams won one. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Trent Dilfer won one. So cut the crap out. Hold on. The comment section, get your game up today. Pathetic. <laughs> I don't even Absolutely know who, pathetic. I don't even know who's talking. Let's I get serious it. now. I'm, you, that's listen, what happens in you all gotta sports. do you gotta do this for more than four or five years. Consistently you, and, good. And here's the thing. But here's the thing. Dan Marino's in the Hall of Fame. Why? 
because of the unbelievable numbers, right? Well, that- like, well, but he never won a Super Bowl. The Dolphins were in the postseason year in and year out for his entire career. His numbers year in and year out were great. Well, he makes had that more no running game. He had no defense, and he was doing it in an era where you couldn't just toss the ball up to one of the, the Marx brothers and get pass interference. Ronnie Lott would be ripping your friggin' helmet off while you were catching the ball. No flags on the play. Different game. So I mean, anybody you know, who doesn't understand football, you've been watching it for 10 years, so you know everything, I got news for you. Different game, different sport. Different yeah, because, sport. Every, because everyone puts up 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. If you what, don't, you don't belong in the NFL anymore. Joe, 100% agree. I think the most impressive season or career in the history of the NFL, I know he doesn't have anything. He didn't win anything. But it's Dan Marino. I mean, we got to look at Dan Marino's numbers in, in an era where football, throwing the football was was not the bread and butter of a football team back in the day. It was run the football, play action pass, and that's how you won the game. Well, Dan Marino got his head picked up. It's yeah, Dan, like Dan Marino was throwing for right? four thousand five. You had two steps after Marino released to pick him up and bury him into the ground. And again, your defensive backs would be pulling on you. You think what happened in the Super Bowl was pass interference? Ha! 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 Come on. Are you kidding me? Guys, just think about this. His, his rookie, his second season, he threw for 5,000 yards yeah, in an era that doesn't happen. To see, like, we just got to. Everybody's got to take a freaking chill pill, relax with this jumping on board. I know I like to jump on board with things too. I know we all do it. It's just, it gives us a way to debate questions and, and give us talking points. Yeah, not for nothing. But, if Burrow and company would have won, we'd be talking about is Joe Burrow in the Hall of Fame? How many more does he have to win? How many more is he going to get? We need Stafford's a bum. That whole. Pro- Dude, right, if that game would have ended differently, we'd be having a very different conversation today, and I'd be saying the same thing. Hey, great for Joe Burrow, but let's tap the brakes. Let's yes. see if you can't build some stuff here. We need, we need the consistency in today's NFL, and in a league where everybody wants to say, oh, well, he had the greatest season. I get it. He's uh, he, unbelievable seasons for receivers, running backs, but it's a whole different ball game, ladies well, and gentlemen. Sign, the league is predicated on helping the offense. Literally. This is – I'll blame it to him, and it's a good thing. This is the Mahomes factor, guys. Mahomes came in the league and lit the league up, and now we've. And the thing is, now we expect guys like Joe Burrow to, and 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 this is a young thing too, not just a veteran thing. Guys to come into the league and just dominate off the bat. Take the I mean, think about strong, it. Yeah. We, there is no three to five year plan no more. Even in generalization, when we started to show up about building your, there's what the what the Bengals have done in the past. And then what the Rams have done, even though they've done it in two different mythologies, there is no five year plan no more. Gentlemen, this is a win now mode, two to three year plan that you cannot wait. Okay. If you got to, like the Bengals, if you got something special right now, you got a three or year, this is the Seattle Seahawks. Right, you get a short window to get as many Super Bowls as you can, and then you have to start paying people, and then you start losing people. Hopefully, you hit on the draft, but it's win now mode. Right, that's why you do it. You, you can't worry about five years down the road because half the guys might not be on the team or even in the league. You have to, the Bengals. That's why every pick and draft pick and free agency should be building on that offense line, get another star or two on the defense because everything else should be coming back, and you and you'll have an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. I understand why the Rams do that. 
You have to you have to win now. You have to go get it. All right. The game is different though. Mahomes came in in his first year. He's throwing for five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns. Like that. Like we expect that now. Like we're giant fans, so we're so hard on Daniel Jones because when you look at guys like Burrow and Herbert and Josh Allen, now Lamar a little struggle, but he's still you see the dynamic. Kyler Murray, they come in and they just literally take over the league. And by the second or third year, you're like Hall of Famer. MVP, like that's where the the domino effect has really come. Stafford, listen, legacy, he's well liked. Okay, the guy is well liked by a lot of people in the league. Detroit, I mean, you saw Detroit fans praising him, the Georgia Bulldogs fans, the Rams fans. He's well respected. I we're talking him like we're knocking him. All right, he will eventually probably make the Hall of Fame. No, I don't. I don't I with that being said, not, I though, I love how one postseason run. I don't Here's the thing. I think if Eli doesn't have two Super Bowls, he's not a Hall of Famer. But because he did it twice, here's the perfect. Hold on, he did it twice. He did it against Tom Brady, and the and the way he did it, put I think elevates him not as a first yeah, ballot. I don't think he was a first ballot, but eventually, through his ten years, he will eventually get in the Hall of Fame. Okay, right? if, if Matthew Stafford is in the Hall of Fame, then Joe Flacco should be in the Hall of Fame. Because you're base if you want to base it off of one, yeah, one of the best postseasons. I mean, and Joe Flacco had an incredible postseason, one of the better postseasons in NFL history for a quarterback. Then we should put Joe Flacco in because he's got a Super Bowl title. Now I know he was with the Baltimore Ravens and they won, and the Baltimore Ravens have been a consistent franchise in the NFL. And the Stafford was at Detroit Lions, but his playoff run was better than Stafford. We don't. We're not talking about Joe Flacco as an MVP. We did, or as a Hall of Famer. We and did. I think Joe Flacco day. has a winning record for his career too. Oh yeah, I know. I get that. Yeah, because oh, he definitely does. But it helps when he was. No, he was winning. That's the thing. If we're, game, if we're, if we're, if we're I'm not, yeah. not. I don't want. I don't want us. To, I don't want people to think that we're knocking Stafford. No, we're not. He, he well, I didn't like Stafford before the season, and I've been knocking the guy for years and well, questioning how good he was. But listen, well, now it, he's Super Bowl champion, Matthew. It, but it doesn't it doesn't it just go to show? And we talk about this a lot. But if you put the right weapons around somebody, and mm -hmm. you give a you give a guy a defense with three or four future Hall of Famers on it, and you load them up with some of the best weapons in the league, gotta, that's yeah. how this works. You're supposed so to. Again, that's why. Right? Listen, if you're drafting right, you're developing right. You go out there, you. You, you sign the right free agent. You make the right trades. When when it's time to make the move, you make the move. Mm -hmm. the, the aggressiveness of the Rams, I think, is nothing short of genius. You know, they, they slowly, methodically sort of figured out the problem. And then, of, you know, after two years, it was like, that's golf. Get them out of there. And they were dead right with that. And, and everything they did after that. And adding uh, OBJ so, and Miller was genius. So our thought, our thought process is Matthew Stafford's a Super Bowl champ, but for him to be considered a Hall of Famer, we need more consistency. We said February it last 15, week. 2022, he's not a Hall of Famer, but in 2027, he's probably a Hall of Famer. Took, yeah. Because he'll probably, he's probably going to make the playoffs multiple times, and he's going to probably win a lot more games as long as Sean McVay and that Rams team stays somewhat together going forward. If Speaking they go 7-9 and nine next season – We'll have a different conversation, but I doubt that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. But if if you want him to not make the Hall of Fame, let's see a year from now. If things that haven't gone well in year two, then maybe that puts a monkey wrench in the plans. Well, I, I listen. I look. I, I do think that this guy, and I think especially over these next couple of years with the Rams, if if this guy's on the cusp of the Hall of Fame, 
I think he'll eventually compile all the right numbers. Maybe they get to another Super Bowl uh, win or lose. That'll certainly go a long way. But I think he can get himself in there. But again, as with most of these young people, stop it. You you can't have three good years and say this guy's a Hall of Famer, right? It's got to be, you got to see that consistency for a long time. I don't know what Pat Mahomes is going to look like when he's 30, 35. I, what's he going to look like then? Hopefully, hopefully not. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe, maybe he'll be just as good or better. Maybe he'll be like Tom Brady and get better with age. Maybe, maybe there's a dramatic drop off when he hits 31. Then he plays for five more years. And then in 2040, we got to be like, mm, you know, Mahomes was so good and then tailed <laughs> off at the end. It could be a debate. Or maybe, maybe the Chiefs end up winning five more championships with him in the next 10 years. And we're like, oh my God. He was better than Brady. Joe's, Joe's trying to, we'll Joe's, to trying to, Joe's trying to predict the future right now. He's just trying to just throw out scenarios right now. If well, I I'll could, you, I'll give I you would. a guy that is right now a teammate of Matthew Stafford and Hall of Fame. Well, we can consider him a lock, and it's probably the best player. Well, let's not say probably. He is the best player in the NFL right now. Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, absolutely. It's it, it's it, no. It is on the defensive line. And the Von Miller. Talk, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, Von Miller will be a Hall of Famer too, but it's the guy that's been wrecking havoc since coming into the league. And this is a guy that is a surefire Hall of Famer. And we talked about it last week. The big matchup of this entire Super Bowl, well, was the ultimate deciding factor late in the Super Bowl, late in the game for the Rams to win. And the big player made the play. But it was the offensive line versus defensive line specifically that man, number 99, that bad man we like to call Aaron Donald. The questions that I've been seeing, it's kind of like this Stafford situation right now. So you're a Hall of Famer. I've been seeing, is, is Aaron Donald the greatest defensive football player of all time? I think we need to slow the brakes on that as well because there is a guy named LT. But my question to you guys is, is Aaron Donald the best defensive player since Reggie White since and slash LT, I should say. I don't yeah. want to put him like Aaron Donald. Yes. He, hold on. Okay. If he plays, I'll let you get. But if he plays continuously the way he's been dominating, he'll go down as a top two Dude, defensive player of all got, time. Oh, I eight, think he's done it long enough. Yeah. I mean, he's been eight Pro Bowls, seven All Pros, All Decade team, three time <laughs> yeah. defensive player of the year, Super Bowl <laughs> champion. He's got Crazy. 98 and a half sacks more than anyone else Crazy. since he came in the league. And, and here's the other thing. Let's look at it as a bigger picture. He plays the hardest position. He's a D tackle. Yeah. The D tackles is just supposed to hog up the middle so your linebackers and your defense ends can make plays. He's always getting double teamed. He gets double teamed 66% of the time. He gets triple teamed. No one in the league gets triple teamed. Okay. It's the LT effect. But he does it from the interior defensive line, which is so much more harder because there's so much more crap in the middle of the field and between the interior linemen and the way the game think about this too the game has changed we talked about the quarterback let's flip the script the game is all offense it's all offense it's not about the defense no more so for a guy to dominate the way he has consecutive this is what hall of famers do year after year after year after year that's what makes him a hall of fame that's what makes him the best defensive player in the football that's probably the best i mean i'm trying to think ray lewis very dynamic but what Aaron Donald does at the defensive line position, at the D tackle, he wrecks everything. He literally wrecks everything. Hey, Teddy, how about the fact that most DTs aren't three down guys? 
uh, are or or sub in a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're, they're, they don't lead the a, team in sacks. They don't lead the league in sacks. They don't lead the league in pressures. They're not the best player in the team. Yeah, yeah. I think he had twenty and a half sacks last year or something like that. It's just ridiculous, Joe. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, listen. I I watched Bruce Smith play. I watched Reggie White. I watched LT's entire career. Ray Lewis. You know, there there's Deion Sanders. There's a handful of. I mean, truly great defense. Here's the thing. You can throw away from Dion. You can't get away from this guy. He's right in the center of your offense. He literally ruins everything. If Even LT, you can always run away from TJ Wild. You can run away from, you can chip him. You can do different things. You can't know where, you got nowhere to run. He is everywhere. And he's so good. And I saw the thing. They put up his numbers, you know, speed, strength. He's so, he. we thought Warren Sapp was good. He's so Bro, much what better. Were you, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I, I'm glad he won a Super Bowl. I'm glad he was on a national stage. Should have won glad... the MVP. Oh, yeah. I, yeah was, thousand no, one. No, I put Lord, money Lord, on Lord. it. What a pretty big payday if he would have taken it. I thought for sure, dude. I mean, really. Him or Cox should have been, yeah. Uh, no, the, way, no MVPs. the way that game went, it would have it would have been the right thing to do to, to give it to Donald. I mean, he came up big. You know, listen, in the third quarter, that that defensive line, boy, from the third quarter on, even when they didn't make plays, and even when Burrow made plays down the field, though, they were still. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really did dictate that football game. Second half, in a way, you don't. Yeah, you don't normally Listen, see that, uh, especially that play this day. Where he age. pushed Stafford out of bounds. That was the ticking time bomb that finally went off, and yep. then after that, I gave Trevor the stat. I don't know if you heard it. Burrow was sacked seven times of his last 22 plays in the game. And you remember when they, after that pick, when they had that short field, who had the sack on third down? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald literally put on a whole different, he put the Superman cape on and literally did whatever he wanted. It's crazy because their two best pass rushers did what they had to do. Both had two sacks in the game. I mean, they had, seven, that's it. they had seven sacks. We talked about it, guys. This, that was the main – It was the main. we didn't want to talk about it as much because everybody was talking about it, but it was the ultimate deciding factor. We knew it was going to be – it ended up becoming a reality with that. The offensive line held their ground for about a little over two and a half quarters, and then really, like you said, Joe, after halftime, the Rams' defensive line said, what are we doing, guys? We're playing fiddlesticks with them. We're better than them. We well, can Raheem Morris changed the scheme too, and yeah, and they changed. They made adjustments, and I give credit to Sean McVay and Raheem Morris. They made adjustments, and it really helped out and was beneficial to the Rams' success in that game. But having their two big Hall of Famers, Donald and Von Miller, coming in clutch and really dictating that game in the second half. It was just, it, I mean, that's what you ask for in every game. You ask for your big players to step up. Matthew Stafford stepped up when needed. Von Miller stepped up when needed. Cooper Cup stepped up when needed. And Aaron Donald stepped up when needed. That's why the Rams are the champions right now. But Aaron Donald, quite frankly, I mean, he's he's in a league of his own. Him and TJ Watt right now, to me, are by far the two best defensive players in the NFL. But everybody wants to say this man is the best defensive player of all time. I always want to say just pump the brakes because LT literally changed the way we look and value edge rushers nowadays. You you don't you don't ever overtake a guy that literally dictated the league like that. Won an MVP, like won a league MVP as a defensive player. You haven't seen it since, and but you may not see the game is different. And you, may, and you may never see it again. You may never see that again, especially in today's league. So I 
Aaron Donald, don't get me wrong. If he continues to play and he's he's possibly re- considering retirement, let's not hope not because we want to see that man playing for the next 10 to 12, at least next six to seven years dominating the league. But if he continues to play this way, he'll go down as a top two, top three defensive player of all time. But right now, is he the best since Reggie White LT? I say yes, but he is not a top three yet of all time. He's not in that class yet, but he is on his way. It's right on the cusp. because He that might be the here. greatest uh, interior defensive lineman of all time. I, 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 I could definitely – I would put him in my top ten list for sure. For with, defensive players of all time? Yes. Okay, Tim, yes. where would you where would you put Donald? And talk I gotta to look him? at all the defense. Well, not like, if you could I just think think I'd put him. I'd put him in the top five. I'm telling you, dude. Just, just, just thinking about the guys. Just think about the guys yeah. I've seen in my lifetime. Again, LT, Reggie White, Derek Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know. I no. I, I listen. I get it. All the linebackers from the Kevin 80s. Green. Kevin Green. You know, I know. I mean, Ray Willis. Chris I Ullman. Mean, I mean, Deion, Deion Sanders, Reggie White, Bruce Smith. I mean, you can go on and on. I just think when you look at an era where the game is so offensively driven, yeah, where the defensive guys are behind the eight ball, two eight balls, and for him to dominate the way the game is, here's the thing. He's an undersized D tackle, and what he's doing at his position makes him so dynamic. It literally – he – Plain and simple, third and one, he literally held the lineman up like this, grabbed the running back, and tackled them both for the stop. And then on fourth down, was offsides and uh, decided to just take Joe Burrow and toss him. And, and, I mean, he sealed the game just like he sealed the NFC Championship game. Literally sealed. I mean, if you want superstars to show up in the biggest time, they showed up. Cooper Cup, game-win touchdown. Aaron Donald shut down the rest of the game. Goes, all right. Mariano time. Enter Sandman. Game over. Game. He did it to the 49ers. He literally did the same exact thing. He literally said, I got you. Just ride my back. I'll take care of this. Don't worry. There's not a thing anyone can do about it. There was, and the Bengals knew it too. That's what I got to go. The Bengals knew there wasn't a thing they could do about it. Because Joe Burrow's average pass time was 2.41 seconds. It was the fastest time he's thrown all season. The only person that threw faster was Big Ben. One time was 2.39. But, I mean, he literally took over the game. He's the best defensive player I've seen. He's the most dynamic. Let's see how his career finishes out, Joe. I like what you said. If he does play a couple more seasons, he's a first ballot Hall of Fame. But if he plays four more seasons, say he racks up like another, like, I don't know, 40 sacks. Has like 140 career sacks, a defensive tackle, you know, a couple more pros, a couple more, who knows, defensive player, you know, five-time deep. You're going to be like, all right, dude, this is like the best defensive player ever. Like, yeah. literally, in an era where it's all offensive-minded. He's, he's in that. He's in that. You know, Ted, dude, listen, the, the importance of the interior lineman with the quick drop back, you, you need that pressure up the middle so much more now than ever before in the NFL, and yeah. he does it better than anybody Can right I, now. And I'll just say, well, I'll, I'll end it on this. I'll end it on this. When we talk quarterbacks, we talk running backs, we talk a lot of the positions, right? You're like, oh, I'll just use this for example. Tom Brady's number one. Well, who's number two? You're oh, right. You can argue that, right? When this. you talk best defensive player, well, first of all, you talk his position, then you talk best defensive line. There is no one even close in his hemisphere. TJ Watt. Watt is the only guy that's flowing in that somewhere in that in that ocean. There I is no, he's the number one defensive tackle, defensive lineman. Then who's the next best one? You don't defensive even know. Line, yes, 
Yes, you don't I even know the gap because it's so far. And that's what speaks about his greatness. You go to all the other positions, you could argue today and night about who's the second best or who's the top guy. You can't argue who's the best defensive lineman or best defensive pull. I mean, maybe this year, TJ Watt, but consistently, you can't argue. The, the gap is so wide, and that's why it speaks about greatness. How well do you separate from your peers? Ask any NFL player, they'll say he's the best defense. Half the NFL would say he's the best player in the league. If you got your colleagues and people speaking like that, half the league, I would say more than. You know, I, listen, I, I again, I don't think you can underestimate the fact that he's doubled and tripled team, as you said, 60-something percent of the time, yeah, which allows nice. his teammates to also make great plays. And when you look at it, of course, at his numbers, you wouldn't think that. You, would, you wouldn't think this guy was double-teamed 66% of the time. Uh, and I think, again, that's what makes it extraordinary. Not for nothing uh, as good as Watt is. It doesn't really make the guys around him great. So. I think he's, I, I don't. I mean, listen, his pressure makes everyone better, but he's he's good. He's don't he's, disrespect TJ Watt. He, he's great, but man is, Donald, that man's the sack record. That man is tied for the sack record lead now of all time. So I don't want to hear nothing. And he did it in a and he did it in a short in a shorter season for himself. He was injured too. So TJ Watt well, is seasons are longer now. No, he but did, he was out. He was out with injuries. He missed a couple games. Don't hate on a guy that that man is special. Those two guys are special. It's just funny. I want to close out with this. The Giants had the opportunity. It's funny. The Giants have both players on the Rams. Hey, Trev. Okay. And you got to go get your kids. Both, yeah, Joe's got to go get his kids. Right? I got to go. I got to go to work. You got to go to work. Joe's got to go. Yeah, Joe's got, all right. Joe's getting Joe's the wife. The wife is saying Joe's got to get the kids. So, Joe, if you have to go, you could go. This is this is your chance. If you want to go, stand, what's yeah, the last go. But like I said, it started like a Hollywood beginning. Throughout this season, it was Hollywood, and it ended in Hollywood fashion. Ladies and gentlemen, what a season it was, a historical season. A season we'll never forget, by the way. The last seven postseason games ended in three points or less. And that so, halftime show was off the charts. Well, by the the way. halftime show was great too. I enjoyed it. Felt I good felt like Lord. I, was, I felt like I was an old person by watching that, just because that's how that's 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 what I grew up on. But it was an unbelievable season, an unbelievable Super Bowl. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams on being the new Super Bowl champs. We have a lot more to talk about. Football offseason has officially begun. We got the NBA All Star Week. Me and Ted are going to be doing our drafts. Team LeBron, Team Durant, and plus. We're going to start talking some baseball. What the hell is going on in baseball? What are they doing? Are we going to have a season? We'll talk all about that. A lot happening. Ladies and gentlemen, Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms. So follow, comment, subscribe, like, or share. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. To the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.